welcome into this March edition of Radio NL's Community Town Hall Meeting, which is brought to you by the Vic Downtown, roasted here, always fresh. I'll be hosting this on the last Wednesday of each month, where I'll be joined by a Kamloops City Councilor to take your questions and hopefully provide some answers. So if you want to take part, you can do so by calling or texting 250-374-5345. Again, that's 250-374-5345. The lines are open. You can give me a text or give me a call and we'll get you on the air. So now, pleased to welcome to the program, Kamloops City Councilor Dale Bass. Dale, how are you this afternoon? Great. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing well. Well, thanks so much for uh, joining us here. You are the Deputy Mayor for the month of March, so really appreciate you taking the time. So I wanted to start things off here, um, kind of focusing more on some of the social issues that we're seeing here mm -hmm. in Kamloops. So I have one question that I got via voicemail here earlier this week, so I'll start with that, and uh, we'll go from there. When garbage is continually left by um, the vulnerable or the people that require the shelters on private properties or graffiti is done, what is the city doing to reimburse businesses for that? Or are they going to assign the graffiti task force? Do they have somebody who looks after and picks up the garbage that is left behind by these people? Okay, so we'll go with that. So when businesses are kind of being... Uh, you know, feeling the hit when it comes to some garbage being left behind, maybe needles. We've seen instances of human feces left on uh, business fronts. What is the city doing to really support businesses who are, you know, forced to clean that up on a pretty regular basis? Well, up to now, the businesses have been largely themselves and you know with with occasionally they could call and have uh, bylaw uh, gets them some assistance but with the changeover to the community service officer pro program um, we're going to be going to 24 7 coverage in downtown and the tronquil market area and the overnight shift will be responsible largely for picking up garbage and picking up needles and cleaning things up because the street issues aren't as as severe in the say eleven to seven period mm -hmm. of time, as they are the rest of the time, so um, and there are there are some agencies that also will go out and pick up meals. As for the garbage, you know, like um, the city is, is encouraging people um, to to let it, that, let them know about it, and I know they we have sent bylaw officers out when there's been substantial, but for the most part, it's it's unfortunately it's been the business owner's responsibility when it's on their property. Yeah, that's why we're. That's part of the, part of the reason why we're trying to change the whole thing. And I might also add that that um, we're we're also looking at some sort of financial assistance for businesses down uh, that are having uh, vandalism, like broken windows and things like that. Yeah. So, and I know the the talk about the community services division and some of the changes mm -hmm. that come as you move for more of a you know a bylaw and sort of rebranding it as community services that came up at council yesterday. Um, and, and mm -hmm. there was talk about uh, temporary contractors for security in downtown mm -hmm. as, and along Tronquil. Is that sort of I guess a, a bridge for now between uh, the the full time yeah. equivalents coming on board in the fall that we're going to be seeing with the community services division? So going private for now before kind of putting it in the city's hands moving forward. Yeah, we're still going to have to have some contracted security officers out there until we can add to the staff complement and get everyone trained up to the new level. And uh, it's anticipated that will be done by September. And then we'll have our community service officers out there 24-7 dealing with these issues. And and hopefully, Jeff, they'll, they'll, they'll make a better connection with some of the people that they're seeing on the street. And even just through that interaction, perhaps try to mitigate some of the, the issues that are, they're causing downtown and in the Toronto market. Sometimes all you just need to do is, is talk to them, mm -hmm. I'm told. And, you know, and, and then that makes sense. Huh? You connect with somebody and, and you know, the odds are that, that it's going to have some sort of reaction. 
Um, sticking with this uh, issue around the homeless here in Kamloops, mm-hmm. obviously we're not specifically talking about homeless individuals, but they are a part of this conversation. And I did get actually mm-hmm. two questions kind of along the same lines, and that was sort of a, about homeless tourism, quote unquote, if you will. Um, question from John via text. He says, on the homeless front, ask how many are from Kamloops or are they being sent here from other towns? I mean, do you, I'm sure you're well aware of the whole theory behind mm-hmm. to, homeless tourism. Yeah. Is that something you think Kamloops is actually dealing with? You know, I've heard this since even before I was elected. I was hearing this as a reporter as well. And I've, I've asked uh, the agency executive directors more times than I want to think about. And, and no, they're not bringing people in. Uh, Vision Quest is is occasionally bringing some people who make it through their their um, rehabilitation program up to Kamloops to f- help them get housing and settled, but they're not bringing people in. That does not mean that people are not coming to Kamloops on their own, because we are known for having really good services for for the the street and Trenchton and um, the homeless communities. So you know, and we can't say you can't come to Kamloops, people. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't. We, you know. We, we don't do that. We don't uh, close our borders to just because we don't like who is coming here. But no, there, it, it, it's not, it's not any, any agency bringing them in. It, it's, uh, in fact, now that there's no Greyhound, I'm not even certain that there's very many of them coming. Now, it, there are several who have stayed since the tw- tw- 2017 wildfires. Mm-hmm. They have every right to do that. Yeah. Um, 250-374-5345 is the number to call or text if you want to ask a question. Um, yeah, I did have a couple of people ask me, not necessarily, one person asked the question, where are people coming from that are on our streets? And another one was, hey, here's a solution. What if we just gave them a one-way ticket out of town? Obviously, that's not something that Kamloops is going to be doing. Uh, I assume that was a bit of a well, cynical comment from someone. No, at, at one point, Ask was actually doing that when we still had Greyhounds. If they were dealing with somebody on the street or going through one of their programs who wanted to go home or who had family in another community, ask was getting them a bus ticket and, and helping them get back home or sending them back home because, you know, sometimes that's all it takes is just helping them get back home. So ask was doing that, but then the Greyhound stopped and it, it, they're not doing it as much because the e-bus isn't going everywhere as well. So, so, but that was happening at one point. Interesting. And it, yeah. And it was working pretty well from what um, Mr. Hughes told me. Hmm. Well, I, I just assume that that was not something that would ever be you know, seriously talked about, but that's interesting to hear those comments from yourself. We do have to take a break. It's 429. we got the 430 News coming up in one minute. So you're going to hang out here with us, and you'll be back after the 430 News. Again, if you want to call or text the question, 250-374-5345. One more time, 250-374-5345. And uh, Dale, we'll catch up with you in just a little bit. Hang tight, okay? Sure. All right. Here's your news in 60 seconds. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the March edition of Radio NL's Community Town Hall, brought to you by the Vic Downtown. Find them at the corner of 4th and Victoria. Councillor Dale Bass is joining us. If you want to ask a question, you can do so by calling or texting 250-374-5345. Again, that's 250-374-5345. Councillor Bass, you still on the line here with me? Oh, yeah. Oh, perfect. All right. Good stuff. All right. I got to get a call during the news there from the prospective home buyer. Here's Ryan. He's got a question for you. Hey, Jeff. Just want to say absolutely love this segment. Uh, my question was, as home prices in Kamloops continue to hit record highs on almost a monthly basis, 
What is the city doing to make sure that Kamloops can still be attractive and affordable to new residents and help new home buyers see Kamloops as a viable option for them? There was a new subdivision approved by council last night in Juniper West. Can more projects like this be expected to increase housing inventory? Thank you. Okay, so basically, how is the city helping to control home prices here in Kamloops? Now, you know, that's interesting. We spent a lot of time talking about that yesterday because one of the um, the indicators that were given to us in a report on, on our CAM plan is that we're, we're nowhere near meeting our goal for uh, single-family housing in the city. We're doing great with multifamily housing and apartments, but we're really not doing well with single-family. And, so, and, and what that does, Jeff, is it drives the price up because there aren't a lot of lots out there. So what lots are there, there's a lot of demand for them, and that just makes house, house costs even higher. Mm. And that takes out that first-time home buyer. And we're, and we're, we talked about it a lot. We're aware of it. We're ta- working with our development and engineering services to try to figure out a way to, to mitigate this. Um, but what comes from that is that we're going to be looking for more development of single-family houses, and that's dependent on what the building industry wants to do. Yeah, it's, so, it's, you know, it, but we're talking. We're working on it. We know it's there, and we know it's a problem. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one, right? I mean, a lot of it comes down to the inventory that's available, and there's just uh, limited capacity in Kamloops, right, on where we can actually build. I think that's probably yeah. the main point of it, right? Um, I yeah. did have a, a follow-up uh, question from Maggie on Twitter in relation to that proposed subdivision in Juniper that was a part of the uh, public hearing mm-hmm. that took place last night. Maggie says uh, they should finish the emergency road before building more houses in Juniper. She says it's not very wide, it's a gravel road, and it has a gate. It should be paved. She's worried if there's a fire in juniper there's no way to evacuate so many people what is uh, council's discussions around another emergency access road towards juniper that was discussed as, last night as well and the plan is to leave the road exactly the way it is um it would be difficult to pay we're told part of it's on crown land um and um with the uh, extension of the road off galore that will come that should come from this uh, new development that would give an, a new exit from for that area but uh there's no inclination to do to pave that road at all okay but uh, there is some thought being put towards emergency access uh, you know as, as oh, yeah. a, okay perfect um yeah I also have, just because we're on the topic of development, I did get a question here as well on the uh, new towers being proposed in downtown Kamloops, the City Gardens Project from the Kelson Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, that includes an 18- and 22-story tower, uh, two, two towers, one 18 stories, one 22. Uh, obviously going to have a big impact on the look of downtown. And I know during the last town hall session, I had a similar question about high-rises being built in Kamloops and if we could expect more of that. Um, and, and Mike said at the time... Kamloops builds to its needs, where places like Kelowna do more speculative builds. So just curious Mm -hmm. to get your thoughts on these two giant towers and what they're going to do to Kamloops. This is something that Kamloops needs, and should we be expecting more of a trend like this moving forward, or do you have any thoughts on that at all? It's an interesting project, and it's definitely going to change the look of downtown. I'm not sure it's going to change it to any bad degree at all. The city has been promoting infilling and focusing a lot of its um, housing construction on the downtown. Hence the problem that we have with a lot of that happening and not a lot of single family. But nevertheless, the goal is to really densify the downtown. And, and that, will, that will be an interesting project to see how it actually rolls out. I'm, I'm curious. I, like I, ha- I think it's a great idea, but I come from a large city that had that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's going to bring, help revitalize our downtown. Because the more people who live there, the more people who might shop downtown, uh, you know, use 
or uh, not drive as much. And there's a big push by council to reduce the amount of greenhouse gases. And one of the biggest ways to do that is to get people out of their cars. So, you know, there are, there are good things about it. It's unfortunate that those houses are going to be demolished. I have a friend yeah. who's lived in one for quite a while. They're beautiful, but that's progress. And I think it's going to be fascinating. Yeah, I think it's a good project. I just worry that maybe those towers are going to stick out like a bit of a sore thumb. But uh, overall, it's important to get more homes in the area. So. Can't be but too there's high stuff. It. There's more high stuff downtown than before. Like we've got That's the new towers at the air, and they've started to build um, the second building at the high. Mm-hmm. They started construction on that too. You know, so there, it, this is this is how a city grows, and and it's not easy and it's definitely painful. But this is how cities grow, and our population is growing. You're listening to Radio NL's Community Town Hall, brought to you by the Vic Downtown, roasted here, always fresh. If you want to ask a question, please feel free to call or text 250-374-5345. I do have a text-in question here for you, just kind of shifting gears a little bit. The question is, how many tax-funded positions do you feel is appropriate for one individual to hold, and how many tax-funded get-togethers per year for each of those positions is appropriate? I don't know how much detail you want to get into here, but people obviously concerned about uh, just how many board positions, I suppose, people can hold at one time. Well, um, if this has to do with the, T- the council representation on the TNRD, uh, we have we have six people, six five councillors, and the mayor who are always on it. I didn't ask to be on the TNRD. Mm-hmm. I just finished in that level, um, and I left any other boards that I was on at the time. You know, that's an interesting thing. I I understand why we do events because you need to do them, but sometimes I think we do too many events, or we. We and I, I don't know what the right number is. I don't know um, if we want to start saying to people who run for office, well, you can't do this or that, yeah. you know, as well, because it's hard enough to get someone to run for office, and it's not an easy job to do. Uh, if you have a day job, it's not an easy job to get this done as well. So, so I, I don't. For me, I mean, I, I, I was chair of a national board uh, that I left. I was chair for years and years, and I left it as soon as I was elected. I left a local board as soon as I was elected. So I just have this job and TNRD and my Canada pension plan. So, um, you know, but but who, who are we to say to people, you can't do this? Yeah. I don't yeah. think there is a perfect and, and, number at all, right? There's no magic number you can say you can only do this. No. I mean, each job also entails a lot of different um, things that you would have to do within it, right? So who's to say yeah. what, ta- what you actually have time for? And I think in the end, what you do is you look at how that person's performed in, the, in whatever jobs they have, and then you go to the voting booth and you vote. If you don't like it, goodbye. If mm-hmm. you do like it, okay, you know. Um, it, it, in the end, all of these decisions come to the, back to the voters who go out and vote, which is why voting is so essential. Um, sticking with, uh, well, no, this is sort of a bit of a change of pace. David on Facebook did ask, um, if there should be any thoughts put towards limiting the terms of mayor and council. Is this something that's ever been discussed? And I've heard people kind of, you know, have these conversations in private, you know, around the water cooler, but I never really hear any serious conversations around term limits. Is that something that council's ever had any discussion on? Not that I know, but I've only been in this city for 20 years. I do know that um, most municipal governments don't have term Mm -hmm. limits. in my hometown, there were a couple of people who were on council uh, when I was a kid, and they were still there when I left uh, 20 years ago, you know. Um, and, and there's value in having some councillors 
who have been there a long time because you have the institutional knowledge. Uh, I don't think you want new counselors every every second election because then they, they, there is none of that institutional knowledge. There is nobody saying, hey, excuse me, remember when we did this? Um, but And I think it really comes down to the person running that who has to decide if they're going to limit their terms or not. Where I don't like it, and I know, and I don't see that happening here in Kamloops, is that people who who run for town for a, a municipal office who are doing it simply because they they want it as an income. Right. You know, the, the, the motivation is is more financial than than making the city better. And I and I haven't I don't see that with this council. I haven't seen that with any of the councils for a while now. That's good. Yeah, and I think it, it also comes back just an answer to this question as well. The, the response you had to the previous question, and that is, if you don't like it. Well, get out to the, the ballot box and vote for somebody else. That's really what it comes down to, right? Exactly. Um, you know, I, I wish everyone who complained to us, in fact, I wish I could ask them, did you vote? Yeah. You know, because <laughs> if you didn't vote, don't complain. Well, that's and what I always say, too, right? If you don't vote, you can't complain. Yeah. yeah. Awesome stuff. All right. Well, we're coming up here on uh, 448 is the time. We're going to take one more break here, Dale, and we'll be back here with you in about two minutes' time. Again, you're listening to Radio NL's Community Town Hall, brought to you by the Vic Downtown. You can find them at the corner of 4th and Victoria. If you want to ask a question to Councillor Dale Bass, please call or text 250-374-5345. The lines are open. We'll be back in about two minutes' time. All right, happy Wednesday, March 31st. It is the last Wednesday of the month, and that means we are currently underway in Radio NL's Community Town Hall, brought to you by the Vic Downtown. Cozy up with another cup. All right, we're here with Kamloops Councillor Dale Bash. He's also the Deputy Mayor for the month of March. If you want to ask a question, call or text 250-374-5345. Again, that's 250-374-5345. Five three four five. All right, Councillor Bass. Thank you so much for uh, hanging on through this. Appreciate the time. Uh, I'll ask this question from Stuart on Facebook. He would like to see the city lift the ban on backyard fire per- fire pits. He says since families are encouraged to stay home due to COVID, a family would enjoy a nice camping experience right in their backyard. Noting, of course, a permit would be required. Why does the city not allow backyard fire pits as it stands right now? I assume that's due to fire risk. Fire risk and uh, air pollution. If you want to uh, have a backyard fire pit, you get a propane one. That's what. That's what. I, when I asked about that, that's what the answer was, and it makes sense to me. You know, we don't want to live through wildfires every year. <laughs> well, we're, so far since I've been here, knock on wood, that hasn't been the case. But I know the two years prior to my arrival were uh, not good ones. That's for sure. So let's yeah. keep it that way yeah. for sure. Um, with uh, with the new COVID restrictions in place here within uh, the province of BC. Uh, what is the city doing to help businesses who have struggled? You know, I know there's a lot that comes from the province and there's a lot that comes from the feds. But, you know, as we sit here specifically, I guess, related to restaurants, uh, you know, no longer being allowed to offer dine inside services. Is the city doing anything to, to help or, you know, obviously the patio programs in existence? What else is the city doing to help support businesses? Well, they hustled last last night and the night before to get help get those patios out, and that was uh, much appreciated by the restaurant. Um, and and you know, there's not much we can do uh, because under the community charter, we're not allowed to actually help businesses in that kind of way. But what we can do is 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 the things like the patio um, program or getting the uh, security guards out there to try to imme- uh, mitigate the situations on the street so that people will feel like going downtown. You know, we did. We uh, had free parking for quite a while as well. 
um, we had well free transit for quite a while. We did everything we could, but it, the reality here is that we do what Doctor Henry tells us to do. Mm-hmm. And in this, and and I know several of the of the counselors have this strange little um, competition online where they're challenging everybody to um, do takeout from your favorite restaurant or do an online yoga class with somebody locally. Uh, so we're doing what we can to remind people that you do, that there are ways to support local businesses that um, don't violate any of these public health mm-hmm. orders. However, businesses are going to suffer, and and that's unfortunate. And we're, the Mayor's Task Force has some ideas for how to help them come back when this ends. All right. Well, so, you know, we've done a lot on that. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll, I'll follow up with the mayor's task force eventually, too. I uh, should have asked him earlier today mm-hmm. when I had him on, but uh, I know uh, we'll, we'll get him back on in the not-too-distant future. Getting lots of texts, not a lot of calls here, so I'll continue to ask the texting questions. Uh, this weekend marks the one year um, of the Performing Arts Centre referendum supposed to have happened. Uh, so where is this project right now? I, I know it remains shelved. How much of the work that was done to get it ready for a referendum a year ago uh, remains usable at this stage and does this project remain a priority for council Uh, well i note that the mayor has said he would like to see that question on the ballot in the next municipal election next year um that's his his viewpoint Uh, i don't want to see that um i don't think that's the right time um but we have to remember that we that um it's still a goal we still want to do this uh we would the city needs this something like this however um, right now, we don't know how much more money is going to flow out of the federal government for infrastructure and construction. So maybe if there was a grant program that would pay for it right mm-hmm. now or in the next year, we sure go ahead with it because we really want it. But if, there, if that isn't there, given the financial constraints that people have had to deal with and are continuing to deal with and the mental issues that have caused that have come from that. I don't think it's um, something we should be raising in the next two or three years at all. Well, um, I appreciate that response. I know it is uh, still a priority project for the city. Like we need somewhere for for mm-hmm. you know individuals involved in the arts to actually practice and perform. And it would be nice to get mm-hmm. something like this. But uh, you know, hopefully the federal government comes handing out money, uh, you know, to help us get through COVID and restart the economy. And maybe there'll be an opportunity there. So uh, I'll just keep oh, my yeah. fingers crossed on that one. Uh, well, oh, me too. Uh, this is an interesting question I got here from from a text. Um, another walk-in clinic closing in Kamloops, the clinic at Superstore, the second such clinic to close within the last couple of years. Um, the reasons cited are uh, a lack of doctors. Uh, you know, with, what can council do to really help attract and retain uh, attract and retain medical professionals, making healthcare easier to access in Kamloops? Is, is there anything the city council can do in that regard? Well, building a performing arts center would help because that's one of the <laughs> amenities that a lot of doctors are looking for. What you're actually seeing there uh, is that there has been a fair amount of uh, increase in doctors in the city, but they tend to be specialists and they tend to be hospitalists. Mm-hmm. There's a new generation of doctors graduating who don't want to go into practice. They don't want to run a business. And that's a challenge for, for, um, the, city, for the IHA and all the health authorities to adapt to. Uh, but uh, so, so um, there's not otherwise... All we really can do is just continue to try to make Kamloops a great city because the IHA works to bring doctors in. They know who we need. They know how, how we, when we need them. But when, once they come here, they want to see Kamloops. They want to see the surrounding area. So I know the foundation works with IHA to show them how gorgeous the city is. So, so we need to continue to make our city grow and look good.
That's all we can really do, Jeff. We can't go out and recruit doctors. We, you know, we can't do anything in that regard. That's not our mandate. But what we can do is make them feel like this is home, like I felt when I got here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you that's hear, all we can do. Do you ever hear from, from constituents who have difficulty finding, like, a family doctor? I mean, I, I have yet to find one here in my time in Kamloops. I'm imagining that I'm not the only one who has struggled to find someone. Do you, do you hear stories like that? No, I used to when I was a reporter. I don't hear about that okay. at all anymore. Um, I think also a lot of uh, people have found um, nurse practitioners a good uh, replacement yeah. for doctors. That's true. Um, and, but it's unfortunate that clinics are closed. But maybe that's—I I don't know. Maybe that's all part of how medicine is changing. We've got telemedicine now. You know, we—you you can do it online. Well, the pandemic no, not, is definitely changing the way people are accessing healthcare. That is yeah. for sure. Well. Yeah. I think that's about all we have time for here, Councillor Bass. Thank you so much for coming on to the uh, second edition of uh, Radio NL's Community Town Hall. I guess uh, just how did things go? Were you pretty happy with how this went here today? I hope so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, this is a good thing to do. It's unfortunate it's just monthly, but it is a really good thing to do because people need to know and understand what's going on in City Hall. Well, if uh, more people want to call and text, we could do it more often. But for now, it's a monthly session, and uh, we'll see where things go from here. But really appreciate this. Thank you so much, Councillor Bass, and we'll we'll catch up soon. Thank you, Jeff. Goodbye. Bye-bye. There is Kamloops City Councillor Dale Bass. She's also the Deputy Mayor for the month of March. Joining me on this March 31st edition of Radio NL's Community Town Hall, brought to you by the Vic Downtown. Great location, great people, great coffee. You can find them at the corner of 4th and Victoria. Delicious coffee at the Vic downtown. My uh, my appreciation to them for sponsoring this segment here as well. It's been it's been a good hour. Thanks so much for everybody who did call or text uh, and sent their questions in, whether it be from social media or, like I said, through the call-in line. Uh, hopefully we can get some more callers uh, into the future here. We had a few more calls last month, and uh, I would love to get some more people in the air, but I know, uh, you know there's some hesitancy for people wanting to hear their voice on the airwaves. Colton, you know what I'm talking about, right? There's a lot of people out there who just... They don't you know like what? the sound of their own voice, right? Sometimes I listen to other radio shows with call-ins, and I mean, we work in radio, and I'm just off the off the cuff, like we always are off the cuff, calling right now, talking right now. I'm nervous to call into radio shows sometimes. Oh. You always worry, you, you think so hard about what you're going to say, right? That's the problem.